The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I do like your idea. Um, My idea? I, yeah, your idea. Oh, the nonprofit? The nonprofit idea, I do. And I even like your mm-hmm. idea about, would you say recovering porn stars? That's Reco- who, recovery. That's who we're going to help. Well, well, who are we going to help? Yeah, because we're sort think of like get, bringing them back into society. You want to help them? You want to help them adjust to like once they're done with porn. Like what? Like, once they're old, teach them how to like make a podcast. You know, once they're old, like twenty five yeah. for porn because that's old for porn. <laughs> but right? you know, you know, they want have to be like, hey, hey, stop sucking that microphone. Exactly. We want to move them into you know civilian life. So how to get yeah. acclimated back into? You a have normal. to help them. Mm. You can't just go from from. I like where your heart's at, dude. It is. I, mean, I think I'm I have very empathy. compassionate. I'm empathetic. Because I can get behind this. Well, because you, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could. You could get behind it. I could really and you could move it, it forward. It'll be the least. You it'll, could really drive them to success. We'll have the least <laughs> successful nonprofit all the time. Yeah. Like, why are you back in porn? Adam? Oh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with this originally, but then when people. you started to say that, I was like, okay, I could see us doing that. No, yeah. for I'm, real. I'm ready to give back. For reals, would you guys want to do a non-profit with me at some point? For that's, reals, though. Not not, a one, not the one I just said. That's baloney. Well, that's I, not true. I would definitely want to yes, do that one. I'd like to hear your ideas, though, because yeah. that that's a pretty good one. If you keep coming up with ideas like that, this could be something we do in the near mm. future. You think so? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I think when we have more time, I think there's a lot of ideas that we all have. But right now, uh, we're we're struggling to get all well, you of, did, <laughs> all of our stuff. Well, out. a lot of people don't know this. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on blast. But oh, this God. is a good thing. This is a good thing. It's a good thing. Adam actually has a uh, an environmental fund that mm. people don't know about. Mm. Every dollar uh, invested in his environment environmental fund improves his environment. So. Makes everything more fun. Send me your money. (laughs) Send me your money from my environmental fund. Yeah, I get to look at better stuff. I was wondering where you're going. I was like, I do have one of those. Did I set something up? Did Katrina do something when I wasn't paying attention to it? Hey, you know what's Uh, funny? I see that like endangered species, like the three levels of feet. Like I'm completely barefoot. You have socks on, Adam. Yeah. Justin's got complete shoes on. He does. It's like the three levels. I'm not gonna lie. Ever since I we went up and we hung out with Ben Greenfield, like it, it just was like a reminder of how little I do that and how much more I need to practice that. Mm-hmm. So I, the, what you're doing right now sounds really gross. Yeah. So what my am I doing? my new my new thing is don't touch my feet with yours. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that, bro. The only thing worse Thanks, than man. having another man's feet touch your feet is dicks touching. <laughs> you think you think that's worse? What's worse? What's worse? You know what that means is you've done it. What? You, right? what? How what? would you know? <laughs> How would you know that's worse? That's, I, a, that's a very good point, Justin. Actually, would you that's ra- a very good I point. I got a question for you. What? Would what? you rather kiss a man on the lips, no tongue, just on the lips <laughs> okay. for- Interlace your- Hold on. Oh. For, for, for 30 seconds. You just, mm, well, just touch your lips. Or, or, seconds. or would shit. you rather have your bare feet- Interlaced toes for that same, <laughs> oh, <laughs> same period of time. And I had to do one or the other. See how gross. See what I mean? With it's, a man or a woman? With a what? Yeah, with a, a man. man. Another man. What the fuck? I don't know. Obviously, you do with a woman. I would do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do both those with a woman. I'm, I'm just saying. Just as like, let me think about this. Feet uh, with a woman. Or, <laughs> you know, you know how much I hate feet. Yeah, right? they're you gross. Know, yeah, yeah. You never suck on a woman's toes. <laughs> 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 No way, dude. Those things are meant for the ground. You never, you never let her put her toe in your booty hole? What? What is wrong? What are you doing? I don't know. This guy. I thought I'd go way far. Yeah, that God. was... You know, but, you, but seriously, when you, when you like, talk like this, moon. I can't... I seriously now... When I think I, people freak out. When I meet your girl, I, I look though. at this... I, that's all I picture now, dude. I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, I wonder what... Poor thing. She I comes know, in and we're just he, like... You know, what's, uh, yeah. you know what's funny? I joke around a lot. Yeah, I'm having a big weekend, guys. I'm, I'm like, no, we don't want to know. I'm pretty vanilla. Look at this picture of me naked right here. He's got... Sal's got like a backpack. And like, oh my God, I don't want to know what's in there. Yeah, I have no idea. Why is that backpack humming? Yeah. It's uh no, I'm come on, I joke Lots around a lot, clinking, but I, I don't let people put their toes in my butt. But 
Uh, seriously though, that's yeah. gross. Like Glad touching you had to clarify a, a, that your foot touching another man's bare foot is fu- it's gross, right? Isn't it interlocking gross? toes? <laughs> it's less gross and more weird. Yeah. What do you mean? It's less gross and more. It's not like it's gross. Well, like, you I, know what I mean. I wash my feet. Well, you might not wash your feet actually. So, I so don't you guys know. are cooler with like making out for for like. No, seconds. I would rather interlace it's, it's, toes. It's, is what you're saying. If I had to choose interlace toes or kiss you for 30 seconds, I'm yeah, interlacing bro. toes. Would you really? Yes. It's it's. I don't want your you're, mouth you're on my mouth. You're with making out. Like, you're no, no, no. Just, uh, no, he said, he said, said a 30 second kiss, mouth to mouth. Mouth to mouth. If I'm not getting paid and it's not like a movie thing or something like that, absolutely, I would rather interlace my my toes. Yeah, with you. What, I just, what kind it's of just, money are we talking about? It's, but I, the the fact that you kind of kind of think about. By the way, it, we're not homophobic weird. whatsoever no, wait, at all. That has nothing obviously, to do with it. Yeah, we're obviously no. not. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> we're wired. You know, like, I don't, whatever. You, you know, sword and, fight. And I know somebody thinks sword that right fight. away when they hear some shit like that. But I, I don't. Light you know, saber I, battle. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm down for that, but the making out thing Whoa. it's a different story. Oh my yeah. goodness! But it's uh, it's weird, right? The whole feet thing is very strange. Yeah, and a foot a foot rub that's a pretty uh, intimate thing, apparently. Well, remember Pulp Fiction? Yeah, remember he got killed for that shit. Yeah, that's right. Let's see, you throw a man out yeah. five store four story window for touching his wife's I'm feet. I'm telling you, dude, it's fucking weird. That's man. right. You touch my woman's feet, I will throw you out of building. Really? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Don't but worry. Like, so yeah. the guy have like a beard, or is he got like you know a real soft face? Ooh, that that matters. Uh, the guy you're kissing? Yeah, that's a good question. You know what I mean, that's a good question. Can I pretend like it's a girl in my head? Well, hold on a second. <laughs> he's cute. Yeah, like, I mean, he's soft lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. not like some like scrag like. <laughs> if he like, you know, like tarantulas. Hold the, on a second. Hold Zoolander-ish. on. A second. So what you're Joey saying? What you're you saying? What Justin's saying Ooh, right now? Is yeah, kiss, yeah, kiss Joey. Too. Would you rather kiss Joey Swole or okay. interlock your toes with Sal? Sal me, day, bro. bro. Come on. He'd rather kiss me. I would punch Joey Swole. Listen, head. hold on a second. If you, <laughs> Justin would rather kiss a dude with a soft face so that he can pretend like it's a woman versus a dude with a beard, but mm. they're both guys. Wouldn't that kind of, wouldn't you rather know what's going down? You know what I mean? Listen, as much as I can in my head dress up a different scenario, I would. Yeah, I'm with Are Justin. Are you kidding me? I think he has, he has, some- well, like, I have to address that this is happening. I don't oh, want it to happen to begin with. I'm getting that weird feeling in my mouth. You know, when you, like, you think about something like, uh, that makes your mouth like water because it's gross. That's what yeah. I'm getting right now. Okay. I just instantly pictured it. For, I actually imagined it. <laughs> you were, you for were a tasting second. it right there. <laughs> I, I like, saw you. Mm. It was in the air. Uh, I was like, oh, uh, that's disgusting. I feel like Justin would be a really good kisser, too. Stop it, Adam. With the, <laughs> that's what makes me uncomfortable we all know who the best kisser is <laughs> i mean if you guys got me drunk enough yeah. <laughs> we're talking well i Let's mean talk if, about it if if the if mind pump tanks we got we got ourselves a business <laughs> we, we know what the uh yeah oh my god to. eagle save us Sa- please take us out of this conversation <laughs> ah! save us being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Our first question is from OCC Girl one is asking about managing stress and gut health. Did you pick this one? Who? You? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think it was me? God, can we Come talk on, can dude. we talk about stress and gut more? What yeah. are you talking about? Actually, we don't you know talk what? about this. this. Is a, this yes, fun. we do. We don't talk about this, stress this, and gut. Yeah, I don't recognize the name OCC girl OCC uh, girl at all. You know so, me? Yeah, mm, OCC, OCC, you know me. Uh, hey. So it's cool. We can answer this because I feel like we do talk a lot about gut health and it's an important topic that not a lot of people talk about because it's not sexy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But and there's not a lot of information out there on it. So and I don't feel like a lot of fitness professionals discuss this. So um, is that the full don't question? How, how do we manage stress and gut health or how does stress reflect gut health? <laughs> yes. How does stress affect gut health? Okay. So, well, Sal recently talked like on an episode. You know, I'm laughing because I'm, I'm purposely not making eye contact with you so that you have to keep talking about, <laughs> about stress and gut health because I know you want to have that shit No, up. it's okay. We could, I don't mind talking about because it, it is. It's a good topic. He's and looking he, at me and I'm not looking at him because he's uh-huh, like fucking right, answering Sal. I don't want to No, yeah, I mean, you, you already answered this already. You, we, I mean, I mean, wasn't it like it wasn't even like three months ago when uh, we mm-hmm. made that connection that your gut is directly connected 
uh, to your brain. Yeah, there's direct a, communication through a nerve that I don't know the name. That I'm sure you fucking remember the name. The valgus. Uh, uh, no, oh, you don't know the nerve. No, 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 no. It's the um, oh fuck, I can't remember. It'll yes, come. I got it, it. It's not a nerve. It's not a nerve. It's oh, the it's... lymphatic system. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, so okay. Interesting Boom. stuff about the gut. Uh, first and foremost, the gut actually produces, they estimate up to 90% of the serotonin uh, that's produced in the body is produced in the gut. Uh, the gut has been referred to as the second brain. Stress affects the gut, but gut the gut also affects how you feel and can affect stress. It's this interesting relationship, relationship where, uh, you know, Stressing yourself out definitely will change things like gut, you know, mobility will definitely, or motility, excuse me, will change, uh, you know, permeability of the gut, will change uh, the mucosa lining, can affect acid levels in the gut. Um, they've even shown, there's even evidence to show that stress will change, uh, can affect the microbiome within the gut. But then on the flip, having problems with your gut, inflammation, uh, having, uh, you know, bacterial issues in the gut. Um, will change how your brain thinks and feels, which will then contribute to stress. So it's one of those chicken or the egg type of things, you know, mm -hmm. which one comes first. Mm -hmm. But I, it's, I find it fascinating that for years we've we've said things like, you know, oh, I just had this gut feeling. Oh, you know? totally. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, I feel I it. feel it in my gut. You know, or you get, butter, butterfly, scenes, I get butterflies right? in my stuff. Yeah. Like all these t these terms and things that we've used and said for so long. Which implies that there's some sort of a connection to the brain. Well, and the didn't gut. Ben Greenfield brought up something about the heart too? Uh, I forget what was it that uh, you know had some sort of uh, other feature to it. <laughs> come, on. <laughs> sure, come on, dude, help me out here. I don't remember. He's being a dick today, remember. bro. I know, right? He's he's like, yeah, yeah. Let, him, let him finish his thought. No, yeah. no. Um, <laughs> 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 that was horrible. Thanks for the fucking roasting me there. <laughs> the, heart, the heart, right? It has no like. It, <laughs> I for, totally forget. I was like, throwing it out there because we I, found I out it's got it a, We found out it's got a built-in air conditioning system. It does it? Uh, is responsible <laughs> for cooling the body. This whole time we thought <laughs> we that, had uh, no idea. Yeah, that the it no, just, yeah. the reason why you feel <laughs> you you have central feel, air. The reason why you feel a bitch. The reason why you had a neurological component to it. Yeah, okay, so it spoke back to the brain. He knew that. He just fucks. No, I he's didn't. just being a fucking dick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I like that though. The, the built-in air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the I would, that's what I would have made up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, if he left yeah. me hanging right there, I would have said, yeah. "Well, uh, we've it's found kind of like this. a radiator. Uh, yeah, we found know, this cools. out recently. Yeah. No, you feel things in your body because there are definite connections. Uh, the heart is one of them, but the gut is a big one. Think about it. Like Adam was saying, you feel things in your gut. Uh, when you get stressed out, you tend to feel in your stomach, falling in love, getting upset, being scared. Um, you'll feel those things in the gut. There's there's re there's receptors in the gut that receive serotonin. There's, there's it produces serotonin. There's other chemicals um, that'll it, it'll produce and uh, it communicates with the brain. So there's this very interesting relationship between the two. And managing stress will help the gut, but helping the gut will also help manage stress. I don't think you can separate the two. That's the thing. You'll find uh, lots of people, and it's hard to test this, right? Like you find people with irritable bowel syndrome and Crohn's disease and colitis or gut or issues with the gut will have much higher instances of things like depression, anxiety, uh, paranoia. You know, higher instances of of them taking having to take, you know, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and other drugs like that. And many times, people for for the most part, people said, "Oh, it's because." The reason why they're depressed, the reason why they have these mental issues, is because they're dealing with all these health issues, and that's there's definitely you know some merit to that. But what they're finding is there's actually a direct relationship. It's not just so much that I feel shitty, therefore I have all these other problems. It's more than that. So separating the two is uh, is almost impossible. If you're a very stressed out individual, you should be managing your stress, but you should also be taking care of your gut, extra care of your gut. You should be avoid, avoiding foods that are highly processed. You should be eating uh, foods that are fermented. You should be eating lots of vegetables. You should practice intermittent fasting because that's got benefits uh, to the gut. You should be avoiding foods that tend to cause indigestion or any type of problem with digestion because that'll right feed right back to your stress in indirect ways. Um, and how, so it's just an interesting thing. How would you rate like um, incorporating um, like? probiotics and, and like fermented foods. I'm and glad stuff you like, just, I'm glad you're asking versus me. like just like a diverse 
uh, amount of nutrients. So I'm getting different phytonutrients, you know, across the board. So probiotics, uh, there's some, there's actually quite a bit of science supporting their use in helping with gut issues. And there's some uh, evidence now that probiotics help with uh, other physical issues, skin issues, uh, issues with hair, nails, and emotional and mental issues. They're finding now that there's a connection between taking probiotics and actually mentally being able to think clearer and feel better. Here's the problem. The science is so undeveloped that it's hard to say what the right probiotics, what the right bacteria and the percentages and can you overpopulate your gut with some of these common you know bacteria that are found in probiotics like most probiotics will have a variety of lactobacillus and bifido you know type bacteria but can you overpopulate your gut can you take those all the time to the point where now you have too much I feel like you can. I, mean, I think you can. Speaking anecdotal only here is when we got on the first, this was the year before last when you, because when we first got it, uh, the three of us all started to got, uh, got to talking here and we talked about health and fitness. Sal's like big thing that he was on. I remember it was gut health because it was, there was a lot of emerging science to, in that. And he was, and I was, this is something that I, I'll admit that I was not into yet. Like I really did not dive into gut health at all. So a lot yeah, of me either. Uh, this was definitely orchestrated and directed by him, and, and I've been extremely fascinated with it since then and noticed a huge difference by addressing this in my own diet. And just like he's saying, is he's looking for food. Well, I took it to an extreme, mm-hmm. and I started drinking... Um, like three kombuchas a day? I, well, not three. Every day I was. Yeah. And, but I went from a guy who never had it before, and then I was drinking them every single day, and I felt like adverse effects from it. I didn't feel at first you felt good, right? Yeah, at first I felt good, but because I kept doing it, like I was doing it every single day for like a month or two, I started noti- noticing adverse effects from it. And then I started noticing too, if I hadn't, like I felt weird, and then I felt like I had to do it. Like it was so personally for me, I've just tried to incorporate foods that are uh, higher. Like so, you know, getting your some of your dairy products. So if you're not somebody who drinks, uh, eats a lot of dairy, this might be somebody who would benefit more from like a kombucha. But, you know, you like your uh, Greek yogurts, things like that. This These are great choices. Uh, foods that are higher in, in digestible enzymes like uh, your peppers, like bell peppers, green peppers. I'm really good about getting a lot of color and diversity like that. These are all things that benefit and help that. So just by being aware of that and incorporating that into the diet on a regular basis versus, oh, my God, like this, the gut health is so important going out and getting like foods that are fermented like a kombucha, which is and kombucha has a lot. What is it? It's like two million parts. I think it's, it's not that much, actually, because the average probiotic, uh, at least well, the ones that like they recommend 10 million, yeah, yeah. No, billion or billion. Yeah, they're going to billions. Um, the one I used to take at 100 billion. Um, and uh, I, I can say now proudly that I take probiotics pretty infrequently now i used to have to take them pretty regularly and um now my gut is just and i think it's just over time i've been able to heal my gut through being very diligent with how i eat with avoiding foods that i know that irritate me with practicing stress relieving things and it's interesting last night i was at my parents house and um you know i was telling them like wow my like my gut is like so good now like i can i i don't take probiotics anymore i take no supplements anymore and my parents are like, well, you know, you just went through what you went through and refer, you know, referring to my divorce and stuff and you're coming out of it. And of course you're going to feel better. And it hit me like, well, yeah, I mean, going through stressful situations has huge impacts on the gut and coming at the other end of that, um, I'm going to notice more health, you know, or better health, I should say, uh, with gut health. But I'll say this, if you're under a lot of stress, you probably should pay more attention to your gut health. You know, it's, it's almost like, you know, okay, this side is being hammered right now. I better pay more. I better pay more attention to this other end because they're inversely related. They're, well, they're both related. It's almost like uh, you know, um, you know, like activity and diet. Like, okay, I'm not moving that much. I better eat less. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to look at both of them to kind of manage how much importance or how much emphasis you place on so each you don't one. Tip the scale too much. It will. Um, and you know, like I said, they're they're or as I was saying, they're finding some very interesting connections with the gut and the brain. They're, they're finding people, you know, uh, getting uh, that. They're, okay, there was a one study, in fact, where they gave women a probiotic and some women, they didn't give them a probiotic and they had done MRIs before and after. And uh, the brain, the way the brain actually seemed to be operating changed a little bit. The sequencing changed a little bit from taking a fucking, you know, probiotic. Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. I think there's going to be huge 
breakthroughs in science. That is uh, really it, weird that it changes your mood so it, significantly like that. Dude, so big, so big. So I think we're going to find um, some pretty interesting stuff for the next 10 to 20 years. I think you can be huge breakthroughs in this. Um, and I think a lot of our chronic illnesses and issues that we have, everything from the exploding rise in ADHD to you know, chronic uh, health conditions, um, I think, are going to go all the way down to the gut. Now, what's causing these issues with the gut? I mean, shit, you, you know, it could be everything from, you know, the glyphosates found in GMO foods to antibiotics that we use like crazy to, you know, chlorine in our water. I mean, there's so many different things that can, uh, that can alter gut. And like I said, the science is so not conclusive and not conc- concrete right now that it's hard to say. But if you're really stressed out, pay good attention to your gut. This is the time when you need to eat real healthy, real diverse. Uh, taking a probiotic will probably uh, be better at this point, um, and it will help you with the stress and, and vice versa. If you have lots of gut issues, even though you're doing everything right with your food, you might want to do stress managing things as well, like meditation, you know, relaxing, yoga, um, you know, uh, th- those types of things to help because they they both connected. CBX 718, what is the ideal sodium intake and what are the benefits or consequences of having too little or too much? Well, this is something that um, sodium is one of those things that's heavily manipulated in the uh, the, the stage presentation world, right, Adam? And yeah, this is no, something th- you guys fuck with all somebody, the time. Somebody reached out to me and asked this question. I said, you know what, we should put this on a qua because I think it's a a good question to talk to a lot of people because there's a lot of this is there's a major gray area here. Mm. Uh, one I, to me, the, the the studies that we have out there uh, aren't really conclusive because, like for example, they say the the RDA, like the recommended daily allowance that we should have of like sodium, is around fifteen hundred milligrams, which is really low. Uh, it, like one tablespoon of of salt is more than that. So that's a low amount. The average American, they're saying, is is consuming more than thirty five hundred milligrams a day, which they're saying is on the upper limits and can be dangerous. Now, the studies that show that that could be dangerous or that's too much are also you. What they don't separate that from is that like ninety percent of that intake is from processed foods. So sodium coming from processed foods. Yeah. Like if you're reaching up upper limits of thirty five hundred milligrams or, or plus can be could be bad and but i don't know if that's from the sodium or probably like more likely preservatives and all the additives and stuff yeah because you can just guarantee if you're eating out you're eating anything box or package the sodium in that is through the roof to preserve the food like a lot of people don't understand or that. just make it taste good yeah and even if you go to like a health restaurant so okay keep that in mind you guys if you go if you're eating out at a place that when you look at the macros it says oh my fat my carbs my protein and the calories are extremely low because it's a restaurant and they need to preserve the food or they mm-hmm. want it to taste good, like Sal said, most of it is loaded full of salt, which can be totally safe and fine. But we, we don't know that exact number. And like I said, the RDA, they try and say is around 1500. I believe that we can get away with having a lot more than that if it's coming from a good source. And if you're getting it from like like Sal talked about recently on a show uh, with getting it from like pink and black, different mm, types of salts. And salts. Yes, yeah. like good salts like that, which t- typically are lower in, in sodium any, anyways and getting the, the health benefits from the salt and the mineral. So, you know, there, there's a lot of gray area here. Uh, I tell my clients uh, we want to be somewhere in that 1,500 to 2,500 milligram range. That's a good range. We don't want to limit it. It's a very, very essential part of the diet. Uh, it's very important for function. Like if you've ever gone through uh, a competing mm. and you've had a coach tell you to eliminate or cut your salt, that is retarded. Mm. Okay. So coaches, which I it blows my mind when they tell people to cut their salts because it's essential to your metabolism. It's essential to uh, your, your blood flow, your metabolism. There's so many things that salt plays a role in. And uh, when they take it away like that, it is super unhealthy. Yeah. And you don't need to. Uh, people think that because salt pairs with water that it naturally is going to bloat you. Well, sure. If you're somebody who averages, you know, uh, say 1,500 milligrams of salt every day, and then you go out and you eat three to 4,000 milligrams of salt one day, well, yeah, no shit. The next day you're going to be bloated. You've ingested, you know, 2,000 more milligrams of salt. That's also going to increase your water intake because more than likely you're going to be thirsty. So you're going to drink more water. Water pairs with not only sodium, it pairs with carbohydrates. So more than likely, if you're not a carb-free person, for every, you know, three ounces uh, three uh, ounces of uh, carbohydrates you take in, your body holds three ounces of water, plus it's pairing with the salt. 
So there's where all that bloating and holding holding the water comes from. That's not necessarily dangerous. It's just and it, it takes about seventy two hours for that to flush and go through the body. So uh, decreasing it completely is not a good idea at all. So we know for sure keeping it around that fifteen hundred milligram uh, uh, fifteen hundred milligrams is I know it's a generic number, but you should be in taking at least that. I would argue to say that it's okay to go beyond that. Um, as long as you're getting it from good sources, if you're putting the salt on your food, getting it in that way versus getting sodium from, uh, you know, processed foods and stuff. Those like that. coaches that that probably suggest that are probably the same ones that have them on distilled water. Oh, totally. Right. They put them on distilled water. They're also the same dumb coaches that cut fruit out of the it's diet. Fucking unhealthy as well. I'll, I'll, yeah. t- I'll tell you what. Uh, this is what we're going to end up. We're going to probably end up. So right now we're seeing that cholesterol is now being. It has been demonized for a long time, and now they're starting to reverse. Saturated fat is now they're starting to find, oh, oh saturated fat's not bad like we thought it was. Salt is the next one. I agree. Salt is the next one. That's in, why I didn't want to tell people to stay below that number. In fact, the, 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 the science supporting or set the evidence that said that salt caused hypertension um, has never been compelling and, in fact, has been you know countered in other studies. Um, you know, they're, is they're it fi- more stress-related than anything else? Well, when you start... You know, okay, so if you look at cultures that consume higher salt, you mm-hmm. can say, okay, generally have higher rates of hypertension. But when you study within those cultures and go from person to person or from group to group, you find that the the connection becomes at best shoddy, um, that it's not that big. Of a, and then we're talking about, you know, we're not talking about extreme sodium consumption. We're talking about the range of low to high that the American, you know, Dietary Association would consider it high. A uh, study in 2011 came out recently. Uh, not recently in 2011, um, that showed that people with low salt intake had higher rates of cardiovascular disease, death, diabetes, um, lots of problems. Um, and people consuming higher salt actually had better health. Um, and there's lots of science to support this. Well, it increases blood flow. It's, it makes. I mean, it makes sense if it's going to help with with transferring blood through your blood vessels. But what you mentioned was <laughs> good because of you know like the processed food and and you know the preservatives and all that. That's totally different. Like. You know, as as kind of a rule that I've I've kept to myself is that you know with salt I'm trying to add salt you know after I've made my meal. Or yes, that, you know what I mean. Yes, like, I, I feel like I can't really go wrong with you that can't. mentality. That's no, a, if you eat whole foods, if you eat whole natural foods, you are uh, you have no problem with salt. Add salt, salt the fuck out of your food when you eat it. You're not going to have a problem for most healthy people. Period. End of story. Now, if everything you eat comes out of a box, yeah, or you eat microwave, out, yeah, eat out, or, or you it's eat processed, out, you're going to be eating a lot of salt, but you're also eating a lot of other shit. Yeah. Processed food just isn't exactly. good for you. And so, if you just tease out the sodium aspect of it, it's not bad. It's not really that bad for you. In fact, if you're an athlete, you need a lot more salt than the average person. I've trained many endurance yeah. athletes, and I've actually had them add a small pinch of sea salt to their water to help replenish that sodium. You know, during their training and their running. And if you're an athlete and you cut sodium, you're gonna have reduced performance. Mm, that's why your sweat is you're, salty. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna think right. You're gonna get bad pumps. Your muscles aren't gonna recover as well. You're not gonna build as much muscle. You don't need to worry about sodium unless you're specifically told to worry about your sodium. It's just it's just not an issue. And for whatever reason, uh, because of like I said, some bad studies, we we put like you know saturated fat, cholesterol, and sodium. Cut those things out, and you're no, not Stupid. at all. Stupid. Sodium, no, don't don't cut your. In fact, uh, in 2012, they did another stu- another study that showed that people who go and try to cut sodium intake, uh, it's bad. It's dangerous. They actually have uh, health issues or, or worse health issues as a result. So, I always recommend people like don't worry about sodium. Just don't eat a shit ton of processed food, and you're absolutely fine. Well, and for people who low carb diet, who people who like to eat low carbohydrates, you definitely need more sodium, especially if you keto. If you eat high fat, very low carbohydrates, your body excretes a lot more sodium uh, anyway. It's a, it's kind of a natural diuretic. So you probably should add so, salt to your to your food. In fact, you'll find uh, a lot of people will say when they eat low carb that they tend to crave salt to your food or add salt to their food. Well, and for so you mentioned the, you know, eventually you predict this to come out. And I agree because right now the American Heart Association is telling people, you know, the intake should be around 2,300 milligrams. Something and I, like Yeah, and I think that's really low. I think that's low if you're getting it from all good natural sources. And I think the studies that they've shown that 3,400 plus is bad, it's because it's coming from the source that it's coming from. It's less of 
the actual sodium. It's more of what it's coming from and the issues that we're finding out that processed foods and shit like that has to do with our body. So yeah, there's, there's some studies. See, I just Googled and there's a 2010 study from Harvard linking low salt diets to an immediate onset of insul- insulin resistance, which is a precursor to type two diabetes. Mm. I mean, you just gotta, I mean, look, you know, these are essential things. Uh, and when you're cutting something that's essential out, you got to be very, very careful. And at the end of the day, you can't, I mean, if you're eating whole natural foods, you kind of can't go wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, where am I going wrong here? I'm eating whole natural foods. Yeah, you would have to dump so much salt on it that it would taste bad. I don't think like, it would. Like, you'd have, it'd be like, well, this, this is like or just, salt. Or just eat a diet that's not varied. Like, oh, I eat whole natural foods. And I'm like, what's your diet consist of? I eat steak and, you know, I eat two foods and that's all I ever eat, whatever. Okay, now you might have some issues. You eat a nice variety of whole natural foods. You, you probably don't have to, I mean, you're in your normal, healthy individual. You don't have to worry about anything, and especially sodium. And just so my competitors, my competitors or aspiring competitors that are listening, uh, the whole theory behind that with cutting it out is, is the water thing uh, with competitors. And I'll tell you right now what most competitors don't realize. They think it's from the carbs. So the day before, it's, this is super common. You know, coaches will look at their their athletes and they'll say, "Okay, um, now go have a cheat meal. You know, go eat out in and out, go slam some burgers, go do all stuff." And then the next morning they wake up and they're like, "Oh shit, I'm fucking loaded. I look great." What you don't realize is ninety percent of that look that you feel right now is from the salt. Mm-hmm. It's not from the fucking cheeseburger. It's not from the carbohydrates. Intaking a hundred to two hundred extra grams of carbs is not going to give you that Correct. look. It's the sodium. The sodium is now what you've done, is, and you've you've probably squeezed off a lot because he's probably cut you from sodium for so long which was unhealthy and stupid in the first place and then he tells you you can go have a cheat meal and now you go from somebody who's eating less than 500 milligrams of sodium every day to someone who just had 3,000 milligrams it's like a fucking fire hose just went off through all your all your veins and blood vessels and it gives you this ridiculous vascular looking body and you have this nasty pump from it and then you add in the fact that you have some carbohydrates to fill your muscle bellies that's why you look like that that's where that's coming from so uh, don't be fooled by what it is. If he's telling you it's because of carbohydrates, he's a, he's a moron. It's the sodium. And if your coach is telling you to not uh, intake sodium, he's also a moron. Yeah, if you want to look up this Or stu- she's a moron. If you oh, wanna, yeah, that's right. That's be, right. Sorry, she could be a moron. He or she could if be you want to look up the study, uh, this one of the studies <laughs> that I'm referencing, <laughs> uh, you want to look up the – it's a 2011 study done by the Journal of American uh, Medical Association. Um, go ahead and Google that on, on sodium, and you'll see that um, that study came out and showed – uh, that low, super low sodium diets were dangerous and that some of the higher sodium ones were probably better. Um, and that one kind of shook the, the medical industry a little bit. So check it out. Yeah, no, it, it's super, super important for many, many reasons. For the skinny fat girls is wondering what to do if a child is going down the wrong path with weight and diet. Well, this, I can't answer this fucking question. Come on, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> what would you do? Nobody takes me seriously. Armchair what, advice. What would you do, Adam? <laughs> Give the kid back. Give him back. Yeah, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> this kid's <laughs> fucked up. I'm, yeah, I'll take another yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, I'm only producing athletes here. Yeah. Uh, um, so here's the thing: depends on the age of the child. If the child is old enough to make their own decisions with food, uh, that now it's very difficult. Very very difficult. Um, the best thing you could do, hopefully, what you've done is you've provided a home mm-hmm. and a lifestyle to where the child. You know, it's it was their lifestyle to eat healthy. It was their lifestyle to not overeat. It was their lifestyle yeah. to eat whole natural foods and a wide variety of them. The because, single most uh, important point right there, the yeah. modeling effect. Yeah, because uh, I know myself. Like, I grew up and, and I didn't eat perfect, but compared to my friends, we ate pretty healthy. Uh, my mom did a lot of cooking. And when I left home, you know, initially, right, you kind of go crazy. Like, oh, fuck, I can eat McDonald's all, all I want and I can eat whatever. But that only lasted so long because I started craving those ne- those those home cooked meals, the natural food that I used to that I grew up on, and uh, you know it makes a huge impact. So if that child has grown up in a household now where you guys have been eating shitty the entire time, and now they're making their own food decisions, very very tough now to make yeah. an impact on them. Very very difficult. Um, the best thing you could possibly do is be a great example because. Mm-hmm. For the most part, uh, where you find obese children, you find obese parents. Yeah. It's just the way it is, and it's not genetics. Uh, it's, it's it's their lifestyle. The parents, yeah, the lifestyle the is a big big component too, as far as movement is concerned, and that's something that you know it, 
you definitely want to address and and identify like, you know, what are the patterns we're creating here? What's going on in our day-to-day process after school? Like, are we sitting down? Are they playing video games? Are they, you know, in their room and are they not outside and active? Like all these things I, I try to constantly consider and like, you know, and then again, not overwhelming them with activity. So like this has also been a kind of a push pull thing for me where, you know, I like to get, get everybody involved in something to make sure that, you know, we're all together. Do God, that's a good point. You know, cause like I can bombard them with like, okay, now we're going to Taekwondo. Now we're going to soccer. Now we're going to, and it's like, Whoa, dad, I'm tired. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but you know, you know, we have to do this. We gotta, we gotta stay active. We gotta go outside. We gotta do stuff. And, um, I just need to calm down a little bit with that on that end of it. But, uh, um, dude, the best thing you could, you made a great point. Cause, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell my kid, I'll tell my boy, my son, especially, you know, okay, get off the computer. Now you've been on too long or you've been playing videos, games too long, very ineffective. Mm-hmm. But when I do something with him, yeah, very effective. Yeah. Wait, wait, like, more Hey, effective. you want to go with me to go do this? And we're, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Oh, I don't want to, I want to play video game. Uh, five minutes later, we're having fun and you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it, and that's the biggest thing, like telling just telling your kid to do something versus doing it with them. Oh, night and day. I could I could piggyback on that as far as like just noticing bad behavior. Uh, like uh, we're having such issues, you know, my youngest, and and it's like we just realize I'm like I just okay, like once it started to kind of flare up, I just stopped what I was doing, and then I'm like okay, and then we just started playing, you know, and just just that attention and that. Uh, just what what he was craving was just like you know hey hang out with me you know let's play let's do something let's you know and just just taking time out to really focus and then you back bad. on that you feel terrible <laughs> you're like oh my god I was so consumed with what I had to do and work and you know all this other you know stuff like yeah it, 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 they want you dude being being a parent can be super exhausting because it's like you're home from work you're tired of shit yeah you pick your kids up from school they do their homework now they want to watch TV. All you want to do is sit and work or read or whatever, but you want them to go outside. Like you, you yell at them to go outside. It's not going to happen. You no, got to go out. Go. There. I would imagine you that- go out there with them. It makes a huge difference, and it's it's exhausting, but sometimes, but. Yeah. I mean, it's your kids. Yeah, I imagine right. that has to be one of the hardest because we we do we knock the generation now a lot, right? Because we talk about you know when we were kids, we were digging holes and build, building forts, and you were at the park from sun up to sundown and playing football on the grass and like basketball on the street. Like yeah. this was the until type, Nintendo came out, right? Well, and so that's where I say and like I was like Mario. You know, we also didn't grow up in a generation with man the the shit that the kids have now are so cool. Your phone oh, right there. Your phone is like the coolest thing that we way cool than anything we had as kids growing up just your phone alone not to mention the yep. video gaming and the TVs now and like yeah. the stuff that the kids have overstimulation yeah is so awesome and so cool it has to be very challenging for because when I was a kid I begged my parents to go outside I was like can I go play can I yeah, go to the park what would you do when you were inside exactly because not a damn thing yeah because all we had was maybe you know Cartoon Network that came around every once in a while or maybe even at best you had Nintendo and you had a game or two you know what I'm saying and like you already wore that to death or beat it beat it right Right. So mm-hmm. you wanted to go outside and you wanted to play because it was all you could do as a kid where now we are so overstimulated with all these video games and computers and handheld toys and shit that that has to be very challenging for a parent. And then, like you said, coming home from a long day of work and, you know, I know how I feel when I get home. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything. I want to literally want to take my <laughs> shoes off, put my feet up and I want to melt into my couch yeah, because. Do that. Yeah. And, and I guess as a parent, if this is something that which is also goes back to why I'm not a parent yet, because I still am selfish when it comes to things like that. And I know that I would have to be selfless and come home and know that my job is not over. In fact, the well, most important part of, of discipline and work, most important part of my job yeah. is actually just beginning when I get home. If you're a father or a mother, you know, those tendencies don't go away, by the way. So like, you know, like your routine that you have right now, uh, being single and not having kids and all that kind of stuff like that, that mentality, it, it, it tends to stay with you, but it's it's this new discipline that you have to train yourself to to you know come home. I got to have this positive attitude, and I got to present myself in such a way because it affects everybody, you know. And your whole house environment gets affected by how you uh, react and, and well, how, you, how much energy you, remember, you put into it. You remember when uh, we had Erica? We interviewed her. You know, she she made that comment of like we asked her when was the moment like you oh, knew when that, her yeah her kid wanted to play and she just didn't have the energy. Yeah, so yeah. that's what that what prompted her to lose so much. Yeah, weight. and I think that I think that resonated with a lot of people that mm-hmm. you know like God, how many times have you? 
looked at your kid and been like, I just don't. I just can't. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, I, I'll tell you what, man. The other day, I was playing a board game with my kids. Uh, I had uh, what board game was it? I think it was Sorry. Oh yeah. And so I was playing Classic. that with her. And I'm I don't want to fucking play Sorry, dude. I just don't want to <laughs> do that shit. But yeah. you know what? They're the, all they're doing is on the freaking iPad or watching TV. Yeah. I'm going to sit there and, you know, do some bullshit. So, you know what? Let's play Sorry. And I had to kind of force them at first. Then we started playing and I'm sitting there and I'm having conversations with my kids. Mm-hmm. And this made me really sad. What made me really sad is I realized um, how intelligent they were, like these little people, and we're having these conversations other than the typical do this, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden we're just joking around and talking. And I'm like, man, these kids are really, you know, like they're, they're little humans. Like they're really, we're having this great conversation. They're, they're intelligent little people. And yeah. I'm like, fuck, why didn't I, like the fact that I'm being shocked by that now is, is sad because I should know this all the time. Right. And it's just, you get caught up in that shit as a parent. I could totally identify. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where you're just like, whoa, where did you learn that word? And it's like, they've probably been saying it for three weeks, but you're too busy, (laughs) you know, not being, not totally being there. Yeah. And the thing that look, the same thing is with diet, man, your kids eat how you eat. You know, they eat what you put on the table. They watch what you eat. They go in the cupboard to snack on something and it's what you bought. And I have a win finally that I can attest to with that because my, my oldest, like, I mean, it was a struggle. It was a struggle to get him to eat, you know, the way that we were eating. So it was like a fight and it was a battle constantly, but we stuck to it. You know, we stuck to it and it was hard because you don't want to have every day battle the same thing over dinner you know, no. You Dude, know, you get tired. You just, just want to give in. You get exhausted. You want to cave in and just give what they want or whatever. But, um, you know, because especially too, because then you would go to grandma and grandpa's and then that oh, would kind of undo everything that you just did. But um, what, what's great is that, you know, just, just by modeling and keeping the consistency of it, uh, you start to see little like glimmers of hope and success because he, <laughs> he was at my parents and he was like, you know, my mom was just trying to give him you know, like some snacks for this or that or whatever. Like, and it's all like crackers and, you know, garbage and all this shit. And, uh, so he's like, he was like, oh yeah, that's all junk food, grandma. Yeah. That's all junk food. Boom. Yeah. And then bam. Uh, I was like, yes. Yeah, no, I, so I, I want some health food. I've because of the way that I am with my kids. And by the way, I'm not a uh you don't want to be a food Nazi because you'll they will rebel no. in the opposite direction. It will become a painful uh memory for them to the point where when they can get out um on their own, they will never eat the way you had the meat because it was such a bad uh, you know, relationship that they have with food. So I'm not hammering my kids. I'm not telling no. them you're going to get fat. I'm not saying that stuff. I'm relating it to energy. I'm relating it to how they feel. Mm-hmm. I'm relating it to how I feel. I'm careful how I talk about myself. I very, I'm very careful without, I'd never say things like, Ooh, I need to lose a little bit or I feel fat because they will internalize that as well. So you have to be very careful. How I talk about it. It's all by example, but it's interesting because of the way I am with my kids. When we go to birthdays mm-hmm. and they get cake and they'll have cake and I'll let them have it, of course. So I, like I said, I don't want to be a, a you know a, a Nazi about it. They'll eat like half or a third of the cake the other kids will mm-hmm. because it's like they're not – They're like, not as motivated. No. They're, yeah. They're like, this is good and I'm over it. Mm-hmm. And they've also associated how they feel with it. Like my daughter uh, who has got a tougher time eating you know, the way we eat than my son, probably because she's younger – She'll eat some cake and then I'll say, you know, what? why did you leave? How come you didn't eat the rest of it? She's like, I, it doesn't make me feel good if I eat all of it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck yes, That's great. man. Yeah. That's such a, That's a it's, win. It's a total win. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to go one step further and, um, and I, I, I hope that, uh, she doesn't get offended by this cause I just recently pulled up her Instagram. Oh no. Yeah. I know exactly what you're going to do. Uh, and here's the thing, like this is this definitely. I'm, I'm going to go back to what the well, guy. Well, she's a fitness blog, a food blogger. Um, does she have children? I'm assuming if she's asking questions, maybe, or, huh? I would think so. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do if your kids are going down the path with uh, weight and diet? Um, celebrating food the way you do right now is probably not ideal. Um, and I don't know if your kids have access to your Instagram and social media and, and if this is your business, I don't, you know, it's kind of, this is a tough tr- uh, struggle because I'm going through the pictures and like, I don't know, at least 50% of these pictures on here are, you know, not health foods and sweets and desserts and other things like that. Like, you know, I think it starts with the relationship that you have with food first before you're going to improve the relationship that your kids have with food. And that's a tough thing for a lot of people to swallow. 
And dude, I, it's I, hard, man. And I'm not, and I'm by, and this is something that I, I struggle with, and we all struggle with, and and you know, this is just somebody who's speaking from experience, and I'm not attacking. I hope you don't take it that way at all. But when I look at an Instagram page like this, it's the same thing I've talked about before. With you know, we got into a battle with this girl that was a, a IFYM promoter. And she's a trainer, fitness professional, in phenomenal shape herself. And more than half of her posts are ice cream and donuts. And, you know, if you are sending that message and you're celebrating foods like this that you know damn well are not healthy and not ideal for your body, uh, you're creating a, a poor relationship with food. Well, it's a good it, that's a good point because and I think, you know, where Adam's going is, you know, when he says celebrate, like, do how do you celebrate uh, you know, events and milestones with your kids. Do you say, "Hey, you know, you did great in cl- in school. Uh, let I, this is that's I made you this cake," or we're gonna go get ice cream because you did really well. And what you don't realize is that you're creating this association between happy and good times and these types of foods. There's so many other ways you can you can celebrate you know certain things. Now I uh, I'm there, there's definitely times when that's okay like celebrating uh, holidays because holidays come once a year so Christmas we get to have this particular Christmas type of food and you know and, and, the, and your kids have to live in the regular world and they're going to be exposed to these types of foods and you don't want to be again you don't want to be a Nazi about it but it's it's all about uh, example it's all about I'll tell you what you know uh, you know what my kids. Uh, like favorite snack when they come home from you'll, you'll never believe this like when my kids come home from school and they're like I please let me have a snack I want to have a snack can I please have either a raspberries or I'm not joking a raw red pepper my son will like to eat a, a bell pepper excuse me raw and we'll cut it up and he'll snack on it it's like it's like the biggest treat to him if he always ate or was used to eating you know things with sugar or super processed foods that bell pepper would taste like nothing to him it would be like why are you giving me this i don't like this is gross but because that's what he's always you know been eating for his treat or snack it's and it is they're delicious they're really delicious things it's just our our our, our taste buds have been skewed by all this other crap that you know when you when you eat that way and then you eat the bell pepper it's not that exciting anymore. Well, and I'm not one to say to you, and I, I just want to make sure that she doesn't think that I'm, I'm picking on her at all because I think she's fucking an awesome person. I know she's been uh, following us for some time and a huge support. She has a great page. There's yeah, lots no, of good info yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, no, of- for sure. So I just, when I see something like that, I right away I, I want to think, and, and I know the boys have already mentioned it before, of, you know, it starts with you as parents, you know, that you first have to handle any sort of relationships that you're having with food. I'll tell you right now, being a fucking fitness professional for over 15 years, it wasn't even six months ago that my paradigm was shattered and my relationship with food had changed. So I know damn well that with my experience, my knowledge in the fitness industry, if I'm still having my paradigm shattered and I'm still growing with trying to have a better relationship with foods, most people out there probably are in the same boat. And you know, I would first reflect on myself and and reflect on what am I presenting to my kids or what am I what example am I uh, when I'm doing these types of things or promoting these types of things around them and what message am I sending? So, you know, first first hone in, I think, yourself. I think then that becomes a lot easier. Uh, Sal talked about uh, I know I've repeated this at least two or three times on the show, but I, I think you can never say this too much because it was the best advice I think I've ever heard him give when it comes to children and food is, you know, teaching them how to relate it to health and energy and strength and, you know, mental uh, function and, you know, feeling performance based. Yeah, more performance and relating food that way versus, you know, skinny or fat or never, you know, never about how you feel. And don't be don't be don't you know, here's the thing that kids will always shock you. They're they're way smarter than you think. I will literally tell my I'll tell my six year old daughter what a carbohydrate is, what a fat is. Uh, that proteins are made up of amino acids and they'll just say, well, what do those do? And I'll explain what they do. And she'll get the gist of it. She's not going to be able to repeat it or whatever, but they kind of get it. And, and over the years, they're going to understand mm-hmm. on a much greater depth, uh, you know, what food really does to the body and, and, you know, what what food means and how we should eat it and the kind of relationship. It's a good have. point. Like just having that educational process behind, you know, the food is a big deal because then it like you said, they really do absorb. They're little sponges. And and the more that you just talk to them like, you know, a little human being instead of like a little, 
a kid that's not going to understand anything and you make believe everything. Dude, you can't just say, don't eat sugar, it's bad for you. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? What, does what, do, you, mean? what yeah. do you mean Explain bad? Explain it. Exactly. I, see, I see my friends eating it and they look yeah. fine. Like, why is sugar bad? And so I'll explain. Well, this is what sugar does. Mm-hmm. Your your body releases a hormone called insulin, and insulin does this. And then if you just keep doing that, then your body stops listening to insulin. And then these are some of the problems that can happen. And you'd be surprised how, how much kids can understand when you talk to them like an adult. Well, and I have, I have friends that are competitors, male and female, that go through this like starve, binge, starve, binge, and like- Oh, dude, kid- you know if you're in the fitness industry, that does not mean- you have a higher, you have you have a better food relation, uh, relationship. No, not at all. Probably and just, worse. And if even if you're fit, and that's the thing you have to be careful as a parent. And that's really the message that I'm trying to get at is that you know be careful of the message that you could be possibly sending to your child. Is that you know it, maybe you've learned the formula for you, like maybe you've learned like how to get yourself in shape and you've come such a long ways and you've learned this balance of, you know, eating good for the most part, but then you enjoy these like, you know, other treats and foods and some of that, which I'm, you know, by all means, like I just came back from Maui and fucking ate my brains out like if like food and alcohol stuff that I normally wouldn't do, you know, and for me, like, and I literally made a post about it, which is so not like you can go through my t- entire Instagram and you'll see that that's one of the things I speak out with health and fitness professionals is, you know, showing people always these treats and these foods all the time. You know, we, we have a nation that is 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 suffering from fucking diabetes and struggling with weight loss. And we're basically flaunting, you know, all these crazy desserts in front of them. What am I really doing or what message am I sending to them by posting fucking great? It's like going to an alcohol anonymous meeting and fucking coming in drunk, drinking a beer, trying to have stand up and do a speech and tell people how they need to stop drinking alcohol. Like, that's just, I mean, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing as a fitness professional? So, you know, I challenge that as a parent. Like, if you're a parent and you're trying to get your kids to eat healthy and to have a good relationship with healthy foods and good balance, you know, and they see me eat clean for five days out of the week and then it's Saturday. So we get to have donuts and dessert and cake and treats. Like, what am I showing them and what are they learning from me by that? Like, really ask yourself that and challenge to grow and, and, and improve your relationship with food. Hey, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating review on iTunes. If we like it and we pick it, you'll win a free t-shirt. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Adam's at Mind Pump Adam. Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. And Mr. Douglas is at Mind Pump Doug. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.